0: Welcome, everybody. I'm Keith Ferrante. This is the Emerging Prophet Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on here, where I hope to see you go to the next level as an emerging prophet, as a healthy prophet, as someone that wants to bring the kingdom of God to this earth with power. Join me. Let's listen in and hear what God has to say today. God bless you. Yo, yo, yo. Keith Ferrante here want to talk to you today. Uh, all of you prophetic people all over the world. I'm, I'm glad you're joining me in this Emerging Prophet podcast. This is such an exciting time to be alive, guys, and I just feel like my mandate is to raise up and equip, equip and train and get healthy prophets. Like you may be on this call not even knowing if you're a prophet or not, but I, I, just stay in the game. Stay listening. Stay growing because it's a new day and God's going to do something really great through you, to you, for you. But I wanna I wanna talk. I wanna start, I wanna talk, uh, and I'm probably gonna spend the next podcast doing this. I wanna I wanna go through some of my books, my prophet books, and I wanna just talk a little bit out of a chapter of my books, because I've written a lot of books on prophets, and really uh, something that I'm super passionate about and and I love, you know, we use these books in our curriculum for our different um, emerging prophet schools. But I want to just go through this because, man, there's so much revelation in these books that can help and apply to us and really help us. And I want to go through, the, uh, through a chapter in the, in the book, New Covenant Prophets, my book, New Covenant Prophets. And you guys, should, you guys should get these books. I mean, if you don't have these books, you should get these books. These are very well written. There was a lot of time and energy put into these books and uh, I mean, I, if you look at some of the, I was just looking at the endorsements this morning, you can get encouraged from the endorsements. Chris Valentin, of course, an amazing prophet that helps lead uh, Bethel Church in Reading. Keith is uniquely gifted to father and teach emerging prophets in this unique time in history. In the over 18 years that I have known Keith, I've watched him grow in his understanding and revelation of what God has called prophets to in this season. His new book, New Covenant Prophets, imparts this revelation with powerful storytelling, clear exposition of kingdom principles, and deep truths. In its pages, Keith unpacks biblical core values for prophesying from the New Covenant and then presents questions to the reader that I believe will empower you to walk away from this book. Supernaturally transformed instead of simply educated. I highly recommend this book to every believer who has a prophetic call in their life or leaders who want to run with and empower prophets in their community. Come on! I love it. That I believe in it. I believe... What Chris is saying is true, and I believe that this is uh, this 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 revelation is so important for for us that we as prophets live from the new covenant. The chapter one in this book is new covenant prophets live from the new covenant. And if you're wondering where to get these books, you can just go to Amazon and get them, or you can go to my Emerging Prophet web website, and you'll see our little bookstore there, and then you can, and they'll send you. Uh, to Amazon, where you can get them, and you can get them in Kindle version, you can get them in book form. But guys, like, you need to be saturated with the revelation that I have in this book, New Covenant Prophets. Like, one of the foundations that I begin to understand is that I, as a prophet, I, as a prophet, have to build my life on the new covenant. A lot of times people don't realize it, but when they begin to embrace it, they're a prophet. They really embody a lot of old covenant values. And, you know, you can kind of see it in the life of um, sons of the sons of thunder, that they didn't like the Samaritan village that rejected Jesus. And so they're like, let's call down fire on them like Elijah, because that was like what, what you did in the Old Testament. Call down fire on people that opposed you. And Jesus was like, no, don't do that. You don't know what spirit you're of. That's not a good spirit. Like, that ain't the new covenant is what he's saying. That's not a part of a new value system that you're supposed to be building your life on. So, like, we have to make sure that our value system doesn't have in it the subtleties of the old covenant. Like, I, I remember, you know, dealing with um, some, of our, um, some of our government leaders and I, I would see them as Ahab and Jezebel and me as Elijah. And I remember, you know, one of my mentors, Dana, was like, Keith, you need to see yourself more as a Daniel to a Nebuchadnezzar. And and like, like and that's going to be a little bit more of a new covenant value system. He's not wanting him to just confront him, you know, killing him off, you know, just a battle against him. But he's like, I really want you Nebuchadnezzar to, I, I wish... I wish that you would just surrender to God, and he prayed for Nebuchadnezzar, and he loved him, and um, so I I think it's like we we have to keep finding where where is my mindsets not new covenant, so I can get in a new covenant. But uh, part of part of being a new covenant prophet is understanding the finished work of Jesus. This is super important for us. There is a a, I, I caught I began to catch this revelation from Dano. Daniel began to—he had a message called the right side of the cross—and I began to catch that, like what in what the right side of the cross. And then Daniel introduced me to one of his mentors, who became a mentor of mine, and uh, Georgie and Banoff. And Georgian's is an apostle, and Georgian would come over to our house, and he'd come to our church, and he, we'd stay up half the night talking about the new covenant. And I didn't realize I was built, like I had enough revelation of Jesus to get my sins forgiven, but not. To change my nature. And this is what living on the right side of the cross was about that Dana was sharing. And this is what Georgian really went after with me. Was really like sanctification is a gift. Just as much as salvation's a gift. We thought salvation was the gift. And sanctification, we're work. It's all about our works. Like sanctification. Like Georgian began to talk to me about what sanctification was. Holiness was. Righteousness was. Justification. All those deep uh, words All of those, I interpreted them to mean I had to obey all the rules and it was my ability to obey the rules. Like it was my ability, Keith's ability, like what was holiness? My ability to obey the rules. Righteousness, my ability... Uh, once I once I had obeyed the rules, adhered to the rules. I, f- I felt accepted. I felt loved. But if I didn't, I felt guilty and ashamed. And what did that mean? I was living under the law of sin and death. You sin, there's death. You sin, there's shame. It was like you can never, like you can never live in joy when you live under a law-based way of doing things instead of a grace-based way of doing things. Some people are like, oh man, what, what's up with these grace, like these hyper grace people? Like, bro, how, how hyper can you get about grace? <laughs> like how, like how, oh wow, you're getting too much. It's like, you're getting too extreme about grace there. I mean, Jesus died for us to receive grace. What is grace? The power to do right. Grace isn't the power to sin. Oh, those hyper grace people. No, grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness. Like this is the new covenant. Like, so I had to get a revelation that was going to help me live a different way. Because first of all, if I want to speak as a prophet and prophesy a different way. First of all, I've got to live it. So I needed to catch to the revelation and Georgian sent me on this, hey, I want you to relook at all your definitions of what you think holiness means, righteousness, justification, all these things. And you need to get a new definition because all of them mean to you works. All of them mean to you by your effort. And remember Paul says, hey, I was impeccably righteous, like, I was of the right birth, you know, like the right bloodline. I was of, you know, like all of this, all of this. I was all doing all this and all of this was dung, when I met Christ. I count all that dung. In other words, he had found self-righteousness, which was what I was built on. But I had Christ. I had Christ like Keith Fronte. I was saved at four years old. So I had enough of of the grace of God to get me saved, but not enough of the grace of God for me to feel like I was holy. I thought, I'm not holy. I need to try to be holy. And we, and we look at all those verses, be holy as he is holy. And it was all about, okay, how do I be holy? To, how am I going to work harder at pleasing God, and doing the right thing and avoiding the wrong thing? And you know what? You get into this legalism and the devil has a right to kick your behind when you live in that place. Like holiness is a posture. Be holy. It's like, it's a measure. it's a matter of being. It's not a matter of doing. Yes, it will result in you doing some things that are right. But it's like, I I am, I am, you know, like I I, mean, I got married to Heather, so I am, I am set apart to Heather. That's what it means to be holy. Be set apart, being set apart. Be holy as I am holy. I'm set apart to Heather. She is mine, I am hers before I could date whoever I wanted and I dated a number of girls before I met Heather. But when I met Heather, I have no longer the right to date anybody else. When we got married, no longer the right to date anybody else. her you know my eyes are for her. Her eyes are for me only. I am set apart forever. Now being in being married to her it's going to it's going to limit my options. I, I might have to, I, you know, I, I might have to tell myself, okay, Keith, because the devil will still tempt me. Hey, you should go be with that other girl. Oh, that girl looks nice. Why don't you look at her? Man, she's pretty. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm now in covenant with Heather. See, that's what it means to be holy. Yeah, there's some behaviors that I have to remind myself of. But the covenant has sealed the deal. It's done. Jesus made us holy. He set us apart. Now fix your eyes, fix your minds on things above Scripture says where Christ is seated. Like holiness, yes, there is some things you're doing, but it's not like guys, for some of us, we just get so focused on the doing, 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 trying to do this. Am I praying enough? Am I am I not saying the wrong thing? Am I am I fasting? Am I tithing? Am I this and am I that? And we just get so bottled up with works. And like, guys, I I just I think the greatest. Strength we can have as a prophet is to find the rest, the place of rest in the finished work of Jesus. Woo, I can feel that. Instead of like, oh man, I don't know if I have what it takes to resist the lust and all the temptation. It's like, no, I'm holy. Christ is holy. God is holy. Be holy as I am holy. The holy one is inside of me. I no longer live. The holy one is in me. It's a position that caused me to rest. I'm not trying to be holy. I just want to resonate with the one inside of me that already is holy. He already is set apart. There's no one like him. He is not sinned. The one inside of me is full of self-control. I just have to rest in that and like get a revelation that the one inside of me is is, is, is not is not tempted. It's not giving in to temptation. It could be tempted, but it was not giving in. See, in the past, I had to prove I was worthy. And if I could prove I was worthy, like, okay, how, what did that look like for me? Not smoking, not drinking, not having sex before marriage, all those things. Now I, I'm like, that was what made me feel good about myself. If you have to, if you feel good about yourself because of all the things you do and don't do, or you never did, it's, it's self-righteousness. Like, I should not feel good that I don't do this and I don't do that. I should feel good because Christ did it all. Like, even the good things. Like, it's good not to have sex before marriage. It's good not to smoke. You don't want to put that in your lungs. It's good not to be, like, drunk with wine. Like... It's good to, like, there's good out to murder. Like, all those things are good. <laughs> I mean, you're going to go to prison if you murder. Like, but, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's good to do all those things, but none of those things, like, if I've done any of those things, like, people in the scripture did some of those things, but they had to find that their ability to feel good about themselves was not in the fact that they had never done those things or they did those things, but was in Christ. It was in God. I mean, Paul was killing people off, putting people in prison. And so when he got saved, he was like, man, I did all the bad stuff. But you know what? Why Paul was such a champion of grace? Was because he had such a revelation that who he was was not built upon his successes or his failures. But it was built on Christ. And see, why is this so important, guys? Why is all oh, this is so basic? Keith? Because us as prophets, that's what we're prophesying from. We're prophesying from our revelation of the new covenant. So what is your revelation of the new covenant? What is your, like, this seems like, because you're minister from your values and your values have to be new covenant. Like what are the, what's the values of the new covenant? All the laws summed up into one thing, love your neighbor as yourself. But I love what Hebrews 10, 16. So like, how do you know what the new covenant looks like practically? Like it looks like love. But I can't even love someone appropriately. Like I can't just say, oh, I'm going to love my neighbor as myself. No, freely you receive freely. So I can, like, I don't even know how to love until I freely received his love. God so loved the world that while while we were sinners, He, he died. Like he demonstrated love to us while we were not looking for him. So until you get a revelation of his love that come to you while you were missing the mark, while you were sinning, you're not able to love your neighbor because you can't love yourself in your own ability. And you're like, you're only gonna love yourself according to how good or bad you, you do. Like if you're doing great, you're gonna be like, oh man, I love myself. And if you're not doing great, you're like, I'm so upset with myself. No, God loved us when we were doing bad. And I so love this. Hebrews ten sixteen. he has written the law in our heart. So, like, how do we how do we know now? How do we how do we walk in the law of love? It's written in our heart. That's part of the new covenant. I'm not trying to love. I have to get a revelation that love lives inside of me. God is love. Christ is inside of me. I no longer live. What lives inside of me? The fruit of the spirit. What is the fruit of the spirit? Love, joy, peace. Like those live inside of me. I just got to get out of the, I just got to like, just let let the love out. What do I, I got to renew my mind. Romans 12 says, renewing your mind. How do I renew my mind? What am I renewing my mind around? That God is inside of me and God is love. God is peace. God is joy. God is faithfulness. So I'm faithful because he's faithful. I don't know if I have enough faith, brother. The one inside of me has all the faith that is needed. I don't know if I have enough love. I can't stand that person. The one inside of you loves a whole world. You just have to renew your mind to say, oh, the one inside of me loves so I can love. And you you open your heart up. You open your heart. You still have to, like, there's some choices you're making, but scripture says he wills us. To do what is right, like even the will to do right is not Keith's choosing. It's God inside of me, willing me to act according to His purposes. So we, so we have to move away from thinking like. I mean, I got to say this, guys. God gave me a promise. Can I give you a, like a word? And this might be a little interesting for some of you, but God gave me a word before the season of COVID hit the earth a couple years ago. Now, however long it's been, year and a half, two years. And the world, everything changed. And he gave, gave me a scripture in Revelation 3 that when what was going on in the world, what Revelation 3, it says, hey, the, the world's going to go through this whole test, but I will keep you from the test that's going to go from the world because you've kept my commandments, because you've kept my command to love. So, I mean, God gave me this beautiful promise, and then COVID came on the earth, and there was a lot of fear, but I had this peace. I, 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 you know, I had this peace like, hey, whatever's going on in this world, I'm... I'm I'm protected from. Now I wasn't stupid and I mean I still would do do the stuff that they said to do. Like I would I would honor people. I'd wear a mask when I kid, when I can, I'd wash my hands. I'd do those kind of stuff. But I never got COVID for the first year and a half or whatever, however long. Like I, I was like, God just kept me from COVID. And then like maybe a couple of months ago, I was um I, I got COVID. And I just was telling somebody, and it wasn't prideful, but I was just telling somebody a week before. You know what? I was telling someone about this. God has protected me, and I haven't gotten COVID. And praise the Lord, I'm so thankful. He gave me this promise, and I was humble about it. I wasn't arrogant about it. I wasn't like, "Oh, I am better than everybody that's got COVID." No, it was no, it's not elitism. But I had this promise. So, anyways, I got COVID, and I'm 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 quarantined in my room in my house, and I'm like, God, what's going on? You promised. And you know what? I saw this court case going on in heaven. I don't see this all the time, but I saw this court case in heaven. I saw the devil somehow accusing me. And you know what? Uh, And and, and the Lord showed me, well, the devil was able to get you COVID. He had a legal right to get you COVID because you're so much about doing everything right. Like, let's make sure to stay humble so I don't get COVID. Let's make sure to—I mean, like even around COVID. Okay, let's did, uh, let's make sure to keep my heart postured and humility. and and like like good things. And you know what the Lord told me? You actually gave the devil because you got a, you you uh, the legal right to break that promise that of protection over your life because you got into legal the legal the legalities, even in good things. Let's make sure you're staying humble. Let's make sure you're not being prideful, Keith. Don't give a place to the devil. And I know this was so subtle. And the Lord was like, the only thing that keeps you protected and in that promise is my grace. It's not your ability to be humble and not humble. Of course, it's good to be humble. Of course, don't be arrogant. But you, I was trusting more in my ability to be humble and this and that. It's so amazing how we can sneak over into legalism and into our ability. Like, I'm, I mean, I have a movement of emerging prophets. It's all about healthy prophets. It's all about, okay, Like, like learning sensitivity and relationships and, and I mean, so many good things like, but we've got to be at the end of the day, realize it's not about any of that. We got to trust God's faithfulness that he called us to be a prophet. He's going to get us there because it's by his grace. It's not by my work so that no one can boast even the grace to be saved. Even the faith to believe was not of me. It was, it was not of work so that no one can boast I didn't even get saved according to Keith. I got saved by the grace of God because God picked me while I was a sinner. And guys, this is such a foundational belief. So I you know, I, in in my in that COVID, you know, that encounter with the devil and, and Jesus and it just I had to repent from being legalistical in doing the right thing. And it's like, "Oh God, I want to only trust in your goodness. I want to trust. I don't want to trust in Keith's strength and his ability" And his power and, and even all, and, and to do the good things in and, 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 and like being integrous. And guys, I'm an integrous person, but sometimes you can be integrous and it'd be legalistical. I'm like, oh my word, what? I didn't even realize I was doing this. So God had, I just like God had to remind me that my value system was off, and I repented. The devil was quickly booted out of my world. And I mean, God spoke to me a lot in in, in the midst of COVID. I wrote a book, and I'll be talking to you about that soon. It's gonna be coming out soon. I'm so excited about it. But, I mean, God is so redemptive, so even, even where we kind of fall short, but He wants this is so important, guys, the, that we live from the new covenant, and new covenant prophets have got to live from the new covenant. So I hope this message, I mean, I hope you go get my book, New Covenant Prophets, and you dig in a little deeper to this because we're not looking for faults. And why does, how does this help? Because if I start embracing Keith Ferrante, that Keith was saved... And Keith is sanctified by the gift of God's, you know, of gift of God, not according to Keith's work. And Keith is kept faithful. And Keith is kept pure by the grace of God, not according to Keith's ability to obey every little thing that's in scripture. But of course, I want to obey everything. I want to honor God. So I want to protect what he's given me. But like once I begin to live in that place of the grace of God, then what am I going to do as I, prophesy over others. I'm not going to be looking for their sin. I'm going to be looking for righteousness. Woo! If I'm looking for sin in my life all the time, okay, okay, Keith, is Keith saying the right thing? Is Keith not? Oh, man, God, I'm so sorry for saying the wrong thing. I got to repent. And it's like, if I'm always looking for that, then you know what I'm going to be doing? Looking for it in other people. Like, Uh, an eye for an eye, like my own eye, my own issues in my life is going to be what I'm going to put on other people. I'm going to be hard on myself. I'm going to be hard on others. I'm going to see glitches in me. I'm going to see glitches in others. So my prophecies towards others will lean towards what's wrong with them instead of what's right with them. Wow. This is powerful, guys. So you can see that you're prophetic. Some people are like, man, where's the real prophets? We need more than just comfort and exhortation and you know, all the, you know, like the three things in 1 Corinthians 14, you know, it says when you prophesy, prophecy should be exhortation and comfort and edifying, building up people. And it's like, uh, man, we need some prophets that can say it like it is. No you haven't caught the new covenant yet. We need some judgment. I mean, God, God told me, He say, I'm not going to talk to you about judgment for like 18 years because all you want is judgment. Judgment, judgment, judgment. And when I finally got a revelation of grace and it was so saturated in me that I wasn't looking for judgment anymore, then He talked to me about the judgment seat. And He said, the judgment seat is coming from the Father's love. And the judgment seat has a lot of reward in it, a lot of good in it, and it's like a bunch of like prophecy and a bunch and it eventually gets to like some consequences some severity that's there's like eight layers or so to the judgment seat but it's like at least what he showed me but it's like it has a lot of good stuff in it too you're coming to the throne to receive mercy and grace like that's part of the judgment seat. it's a father i'm going to give you mercy i'm judging on your behalf to give you mercy to give you grace so it's like my old view of judgment changed instead of like oh man when are we going to give those judgment words why was I want to give those words out? Because I was judging myself all the time. I had a critical spirit towards myself. He wanted me to love myself. He wanted me to embrace myself. He wanted me to be kinder with myself. And in doing so, I would begin to represent him well. For God so loved the world that I would love the world better. I would prophesy loving things. And guys, when people fall down amongst us and and they say, God is amongst you. Their sins are revealed, First Corinthians 14 says. It's not because their sins are revealed, it's because you spoke to the greatness in them. You saw the good, you saw the righteousness of God in them. You saw that they were set apart, you prophesied to it. And if you saw stuff that they fell short on, you didn't speak to that, you spoke to the good. And you called the things that were not into being. And, they rose, and they'll rise up to that. I hope you guys are blessed by this. I love the new covenant and the revelation of the new covenant. we have to be reminded of it because we're New Covenant prophets, and we've got to be prophesying from the New Covenant. So if you enjoy this podcast, tell someone about this podcast. Go get my book, New Covenant Prophets. Get saturated in it, and then tell me what you think about it. Even write a review about that book on, on Amazon. That'll help other people love it. Man, and guys, have an amazing day, and I look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Peace. If you've enjoyed this Emerging Prophet podcast and you want to check out more resources from us, you can go to our website at emergingprofits.com, or you can watch us weekly on Facebook in our free Facebook group, All Things Prophetic. We so hope you're enjoying everything that you're receiving. Have an absolutely amazing day. God bless you.